Grace to you and peace from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, there really is something about going to a national youth gathering. That, that first time, you know, if you've never been, that first time you walk into the stadium really is something. It's, it's about 7, 8, 8.30 at night. You walk in, there's a sea of people. There's just people everywhere. And of course, they wait to open the doors. So everybody smashed up there. And then they open the doors and you got these people flooding in. And you finally make it to your seats and wherever you're going to sit. And you begin to, to sit down and you begin to look out over the stadium and you see all these people flooding in. Just thousands of this particular gathering, right around 20,000. It was actually a little less than that, about 18,000 total. But thousands and thousands But then it kind of dawns on you, especially if you're a youth. Now, if you're not a youth, maybe as an adult, you kind of look at If you're a high school youth, you look out, and maybe for the first time ever, you realize that those people out there, those people rushing through the doors, those people rushing to find their seats are just like you. They suffer some of the same problems that you suffer. They've experienced some of the same experiences that you're experiencing. Some of the issues that they're... And what you are struggling with. And maybe you're not so alone after all. As you have all these thousands of youth that all... They're to their seats. And you got all the It really can be one of those experiences that you go, wow, this is really amazing. You know, in a lot of ways, at times, we can view relationships in the same way. And I know that might sound like a weird connection, but it's, it's true, isn't it? And I'm not just talking about like girlfriend and boyfriend. Even, even with marriages, even with friends, there are we feel very connected when we feel like we can, we, we, we just feel like we're on top of the world. Where we just really feel well, just with somebody, with a good friend, with a good, with a good companion of sorts. But then there are those other times too, when maybe, maybe that starts to wane a little bit, or maybe things maybe start going downhill a little bit. And all of a sudden, you find yourself, especially in relationships, you can find yourself with this feeling of of alienation. Like isolation, almost like you're alone. And maybe if you're left in that place just long enough, just long enough in that feeling of isolation, even in that that place of maybe feeling a little alone, you might even feel almost hostility. Maybe the hostility comes from inside you. 
I bring this up not because I really want to sit here and talk about relationships all day. I bring this up because Paul does. And he brings it up right under our noses. However, before we can get to the text of today, we actually need to do a little bit of context. And this is part of the beauty of this, because, you see, we handled the text right before this at the youth gathering. I know we had some technical difficulties last week, but hopefully everybody was able to see some of the video. And if you did, on Colossians 1, 14 through 20, the text directly preceding ours. Because you see, that's what that text is all about. How God... That was the theme of the gathering. In all things. They had this song that they would sing every night. God, and certainly that Christ Jesus is in all things. He is in creation, but he also reigns. He rules. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And so he rules in all things. Christ is in all things. And as Christ is in all things, we then turn and look at our relationship with him. You see, he's, he, on the one hand, it seems like Paul is shifting topics, but he's really not. He starts with this idea that Christ is in all, Christ is all. And specifically, he's talking and addressing the Colossians at this point in time, saying, look at your relationship. You see, those words there, that alienation, that hostility, in the original Greek, those words were almost exclusively reserved for relationships, such as marriage, such as deep friendship. And Paul brings them out here talking about how we and God interact. That's where Paul is, and that's where Paul is going. But in order to fully understand this, we need to understand even the Colossians a little bit more. There's a lot of, a lot of research, Colossians, just trying to figure out what it is exactly. And it's always a little challenging because you only get Paul's words. We don't have a, a letter that the Colossians wrote to Paul saying, here's all the things that we're doing. We don't have that. We have, we have the book of Colossians that Paul wrote to them. And so trying to figure out exactly what they were doing can be really challenging. But we know at the very least that one of the things that they had done is that they may have believed that Christ was, was born and raised, that Christ died. But the resurrection, they seem to have believed that Christ rose in spirit only. Almost like a ghost or an apparition. Christ did not rise in the body. Now think about the implications of that. If Christ did not rise in the body, that means Christ did not redeem the body. Which means, what does it matter what we do with our bodies? What does it matter what we do as we walk and talk in this life? What does it really matter? Only the spirit is redeemed under that circumstance, not the body. And so, it seems like the Colossians had taken that theology to the fullest extent 
And it had begun to ignore anything that might have to do with the body and focus only on the spirit, only on the soul. And so here comes Paul saying, no, 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 no. Christ didn't just die. glorified body, he rose from the dead. And notice the emphasis, even in our text today, that Christ and us are in the body. It's such an important point that Paul is truly trying to make. We have this relationship with our Heavenly Father. But outside of Christ, we will become alienated. Outside of Christ, we will become isolated and alone, and we might even begin to feel hostility. How often have I talked to people who have skipped church for years after years after years and felt like God left as if as if God is going to maintain this, this wonderful relationship, this thriving relationship, and they get to just keep ignoring God, never read Scripture, never pray, never go to church, never be a part of the very body. maintain this relationship with them. And they feel abandoned. But what they don't realize is they're the ones who abandoned God. They're the ones who left. They've isolated themselves. But what has Christ done? Christ has reconciled us. He has reconciled us through Christ Jesus. Now there's another word that we don't really think about very often. Reconcile. We say it all the time. We talk about it all the time. But do we ever really sit and think about what the word reconcile really means? You see, because at our pastor's conference we had in May, our presenter actually made a really big deal out of this, and I'm really glad he did, because it made me think about it in ways that I hadn't really thought about it before. He talked about how there's a difference between restoration and reconciliation. Restoration is what you do to a painting. Restoration is what you do to maybe an old car if you want to see it return to its former glory. Restoration is what you do to a house. But restoration is not what you do to a relationship. You see, because if you've had problems, if you've had all these problems that arose and you restore things to where they previously were, you're just going to run into those problems again. You haven't fixed anything. You haven't repaired any of the issues. All you've ever done was restore. Reconciliation requires change. It requires change. And so notice how Paul talks about it. We have been reconciled. Our relationship with our Heavenly Father, we have been reconciled to that relationship. And there is change. Through our baptisms, we have been made a new creation in Christ Jesus. We have been changed by the very working of the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit continues to draw us ever closer to Him, we see change. As we constantly are drawn closer through the very work of God, there will be change in our life. As we venture out, we will be different. We will. As we venture out, we will try our best to do what is good and what is right. We will try our best to avoid sin. We won't do it in order to earn that relationship. We will do it because we already have that relationship. Because God has given us His grace, because God has given us His Holy Spirit, because God has 
given us forgiveness and salvation, we can venture out and live a new life in Christ Jesus. A new life through His grace and through His mercy. Knowing always that that is where we stand. So there is change. You know, even as I think about the youth gathering, for the youth right now, it's only been a couple days. We got back. I was going to say we got back on Thursday, but let's be honest, it was 3 a.m. Friday. So we got back on Friday. It's only been a few days. But you know, for these youth, as, as they continue on and, and they kind of, dare I say, come down from the mountain, sometimes that can be a really jarring experience. But for all they've seen and all they've experienced and all the sessions that they've been to, they've also learned a lot. They've also seen a lot. And it will be hard to ever see the world the same way. It will change to some degree, even if it's just a minor amount, it will still change the way they view some things. In a lot of ways, this is our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Sometimes that change might seem so minor, but it's there. Having been reconciled by, God, by Christ Jesus to God the Father, we venture out into this world as a changed Christian people. The very children of God, walking and talking, always knowing that we have been forgiven through Christ Jesus. In his name, amen. And now may the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. At this time, let us stand as we can.